Hey everyone, this is Jennifer. And this is Paige, and this is Big Book Energy. Welcome back to another episode, our first bonus episode of season three. And if you guys have been following along so far this season, then you will know that this is our very first episode of a brand new theme, Phone a Friend. So we have a guest with us today. Brooke is joining us. Hi. I'm Brooke. Our biggest fan. <laughs> I Our biggest and, fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm here because of nepotism and no other reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll with it, man. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's talk about Ninth House. Briefly, I want to talk about the author for today, Lee Bardugo. I was going to say I would be shocked if you haven't heard of her, but I don't know what our listeners are reading in reality. So... Um, Lee Bardugo is a hugely successful young adult and fantasy author. She's probably best known for her unique universe that she's written several different series within. Um, it's called the Grishaverse. I have not read anything in that particular world, um, but she does have several um, sets of books. I think there's a Grishaverse trilogy. There's obviously um, Six of Crows is the book that I knew her from. I haven't read it, but I've heard of that book a lot mm. um, being on like booktube. So the duology is in the Grishaverse. And then also, um, I think there are a couple of other, it almost looked like standalones, but I'm not sure if they're standalones or if she just hasn't published more. Yeah, so she's she's written several books within this uh universe or world, um, which is not entirely unheard of. There are uh, actually a lot of different universes out there that more than just one author has like written within the same world. I think another really good example of just a single author creating their own universe and then writing tons of books within it would be Cassandra Clare has written like 20 fucking books. Mm-hmm. Brandon Sanderson and the Cosmere. Yeah, he, he, I feel like, takes it to the next level. <laughs> he does. Yeah, epic fantasy, I think, does that a lot more frequently. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking of like, um, yeah, okay, okay. So the one that I'm thinking of is Forgotten Realms, which is a universe, um, it's a campaign setting for D&D. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of authors have actually written books uh, that fit within this universe. But yeah, so uh, back to Lee Bardugo, though. She has written uh, quite a few books within the Grishaverse. And it's actually a really funny story because as I started getting into Bookstagram and Booktube, everyone was like mentioning the Grishaverse. And I was just like, excuse me? Dunda. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what it was, like no idea. You know, I've obviously like you can like Google it and and easily find out. But I just kept seeing all these people mentioning Grishaverse, but it clearly wasn't like the title of a book. It was like referring to like something else. And I was like, what is this? But yeah, so that's what Lee Bardugo is uh, really well known for. But also um, in 2019, she published her first adult novel, which is Ninth House, and it won Goodreads Choice Award for Best Fantasy Novel that year, although generally I feel like Goodreads Choice Awards are kind of trash, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, so Lee Bardugo, very successful author. Um, she actually went to Yale University, which is where Ninth House is set. So um, I think that lends a lot of depth to her descriptions of the campus and basically just the setting in general within Ninth House um, feels like very well fleshed out 
and undoubtedly her experience of actually attending Yale contributed to that. I think that's all that I wanted to mention. There's a few adaptations of her works that have been like slowly being worked on over the years. Um, Apparently all the way back in 2012, uh, DreamWorks had bought the movie rights to Shadow and Bone, which is one of her Grishaverse books. Um, However, that has not panned out into anything for a variety of reasons. Um, And then in 2019, Netflix said that they were going to create a series based on the Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows books. They even announced cast members. So I'm assuming that that project is still ongoing. So I think the trailer just dropped a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead and... um, I'll find that and I will put it in the show notes, actually. Okay, yeah. So, like, I was reading that they had announced all of this in 2019 and I was like, this this show still isn't out. But then, you know, 2020 was just like a lost year or so. <laughs> uh, I, I assume that it's taking longer than it normally would. And also in 2019, Amazon Studios said that they were going to adapt Ninth House. And Bardugo is actually set to be a co-executive producer on that project. So... Kudos to right. her because that is not usually something that authors get to do, like you know, having some mm-hmm. say in the interpretation of their work. Uh, so that's pretty cool, I think. I don't know if I'd want to watch that show, but we'll we'll uh, we'll get there in a second. All right, so that's Lee Bardugo, and now I guess now I guess I I have to try and summarize this book. Um, <laughs> uh, have fun because it is a little bit like the end, especially is like the end of a Scooby Doo episode where they keep pulling off the mask and it's just a different mask. <laughs> That's how I sort of would summarize the end of this. So I'm excited to see how you're. Yeah, (laughs) excited to see how you're going to summarize that. Yeah. So also, also the varying timelines situation doesn't make for an easy summary of the story. Um, So I'm going to read. Basically, I'm going to read through my notes. um, So that is going to follow. I thought, okay, because I thought about just arranging this in chronological order uh, and just telling it from, like, the main character's childhood all the way up into, like, the end of the book. But I didn't have time to do that, so we're just going to read through my notes. So we open Ninth House with a very grim scene overall, which is fair because most of the scenes in this book are grim. But we open with Alex, who is our protagonist and main character, and she has clearly been through something very traumatic. She mentions getting blood out of her coat. No one else is left. She thinks that to herself at one point. Um, So we know that something very bad has happened (laughs) to her. Um, Also, she reveals that, you know, she uh, has like this like infected wound on her side from a dog biting her. Just, just, she's been through it. Okay, she's been through it. Also, Dr. Jennifer has diagnosed her as as depressed at this point. Um, <laughs> she she is she is depressed. She, I mean, she she like she's completely checked out of school. Uh, she can barely muster up the energy to feed herself. I mean, obviously she's injured as well, so that could be playing into it. But she also just seems very hopeless about this entire situation that you have no idea what the situation is. Uh, yeah, so, you know, thanks to my university mandated training, I would recognize that as a student in crisis, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that is sort of 
Call the counselor. The, the subtitle of this book is Ninth House, colon, a student in crisis. <laughs> a student in crisis. Based, and you know what? That actually holds up once you start reading. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it's also revealed that she has joined this shadowy society at Yale called the Society of the Lethe. Um, and that is a reference to, I think, Greek mythology. And then there's a really gross, like, body horror moment um, at the very end of this intro that I did not appreciate. Um, so <laughs> just a just a content warning for the readers out there. So we get that very beginning section, and it's actually, like, towards the end of the narrative. So we flash back. And we're introduced to Alex uh, navigating her way through the Society of the Lethe and what that means. Um, and it, we're told that at Yale, there are a variety of secret societies like Skull and Bones and all that scroll and key and all this, um, except that these societies we learn are actually based off of magical ability, magical rights. Um, there's a reason why these societies are so wealthy and powerful, and it's because of the magic that they wield. Um, and the Society of the Lethe was uh, founded in order to try and make sure that the societies didn't do anything untoward hmm. and, you know, like kill people. <laughs> uh, and they've done this with varying degrees of success, I will say. And so the reason that Alex has been chosen, and we actually, I'm skipping ahead because we don't find out you know the the secrets of this book are really spread out throughout the entire narrative so it, it takes a really long time for the full story to really unravel but um she has been chosen to become the new dante which is kind of like the apprentice of the society of the lethe because she can actually see ghosts she can see the kind of spirit world beyond the regular world and that's really important because when these societies are doing their magical rituals, things on the other side, they call it the other side of the veil, tend to want to come back through into the land of the living. And obviously that is not what you want. But most people can't see ghosts, right? Um, and usually members of the Society of the Lethe have to take a special drug to be able to see them. But Alex can see them just in her normal life, this is not beneficial for her. This has really screwed no. her up a lot for understandable reasons. Um, but she has been chosen to become the new apprentice. And we're not really sure what her story was like before this. We just know it was bad. She was approached by a dean of Yale when she was in the hospital. So clearly something has really gone wrong for her even before she shows up at Yale. Alex is a new apprentice, a new Dante, and her Virgil is uh, someone called Darlington, except um, when we're opening on this very first uh, ritual in the book, we know that he's gone. She doesn't really say why, but he's gone and she's on her own right now for her very first solo prognostication. <laughs> a wonderful time. Yeah, really, really yeah. liked this. <laughs> this uh, part's a little gross. <laughs> this part is very gross. <laughs> I, I think a real light and fluffy book for you guys. So. It was yeah. right up my alley. I loved it. I know I did too. I didn't so much, but we'll get to that later. Well, first of all, a huge thank you to Brooke 
for coming on the show. Thank you for having and me. Having us kick off this phone a friend uh, theme. I, uh, as much as it may seem like I didn't like reading this book, I'm glad you picked this book because I was meaning to read it and I did. <laughs> I did read it. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this has been fun. This is our first time. I was going to say filming. Why do I keep... It's because I'm staring at your faces on right. the FaceTime. Yeah. That's why. Um, yeah, But yeah, this is our first time recording with someone else. And, um, you know, there were a few hiccups uh, in the road. But thank you for being our guinea pig with, with this process. And hopefully was, um, you haven't fun. cursed us. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too soon to say for that one. But... <laughs> But it was it was fun being here. Thank you for letting me use this as my uh, my therapy session to hash out my feelings on this book. <laughs> the whole reason we have this podcast. I was going to say that's why we record. <laughs> that's why we talk about these books. Uh, just one giant therapy session after another um, on mm-hmm. what we read. If you enjoyed this episode today. Uh, please do consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app if that is an option for you. Um, tell your friends that you found an awesome new podcast to listen to. And if you want to keep up with everything that we're doing, you can also follow us on social media. We have a Twitter and an Instagram, both of them at big underscore book underscore energy. Those will be linked in the show notes. Um, if you would like to... Uh, you can also check us out at bigbookenergy.com, where, I mean, every now and again, we post some blog posts, perhaps a review or two. I think our most recent ones were our best reads of 2020, and also a post where I talk about my Read My Shelf Challenge that I've started for 2021, which I don't want to talk about right now. Um, <laughs> if you are interested in supporting the podcast, you can head on over to bookshop.org. We have a store there. That's going to be bookshop.org slash shop slash big book energy. That will also be linked in the show notes. Um, and basically that's if you want to buy any of the books that we talk about uh, on the podcast, you get to support us. You get to support small, local, independent bookstores, and you get an awesome book at the same time. And we also have a Patreon. Uh, If you are not one of our higher tier Patreon members and you will only be getting a short snippet of a much, much longer episode. So if you like what you're hearing, but you want the longer thing, head on over to patreon.com slash bigbookenergy and become either a ninja or a mage. Or if you would like to follow in Brooke's footsteps and hang out on here with us, you can be a book elder. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in today, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Can you guys hear this motorcycle uh, outside my window? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so loud. It seems, I feel like it's doing laps or something. So. It sounds That's, like a scooter through our headphones, though, or at least mine. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a full-on motorcycle. It sort of sounds like a go-kart is, is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. 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 Hamster on the pedal kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
So. Or it's like a car with like a really bad exhaust on it that they thought was going to make it sound cool, but in actuality just makes it sound stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So There's a touchy. lot of that here. <laughs> that was so touchy. That was. <laughs> I, I, have many, I have many thoughts on cars with exhausts on them. I usually disapprove. But that's that's just something else. I, I swear that's like every five minutes on the road outside of my apartment. Mm. I just hear some like terrible exhaust go by. And I'm like, really? You thought that was a good choice. You thought <laughs> you thought that sounds good. I hope all of this it does it. in. <laughs> I hope all of this makes <laughs> it in the final cut. <laughs> just, just 10 minutes of ranting about exhaust. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, this is staying in. 